Hello, hello, hello. I am your Jack Frost, hostess with the most, is Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood. To lick it right, lick it good, show you how to... Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Mouth. goosebumps. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey there and welcome back, folks. Once again, I am your hostess with the most is Munoz, and it is a freezing <laughs> here in New York City. I mean, I live in 120 square feet in Times Square. I know y'all know, and if you're new, get into it. And I have, my apartment is on the corner, and I have these really old. This building has been built or was built in like 1921 or something. These windows are as old as the Dickens and drafty. The heat isn't the best. There is a space heater on and I literally am wearing some pants, a shirt, a caftan, and a robe. I am so cold here. (laughs) But it's invigorating. It keeps you young, right? It keeps you or keeps me young, I should say. And a week after my 41st birthday, I want to thank you all for all the lovely messages you sent me. And if you didn't send me a message, well, the gag is, you know what? There's still time because I celebrate my birthday all month. Capricorn season is here. In other news, I was without internet for two days. So you get me, myself, and I because no internet. No internet means no guests because I can't talk to people via the computer. Um, But it's all resolved, obviously, and we will have a fabulous guest, the royal we. We'll have a fabulous guest for you next week, hopefully. Also, all these food people, I feel like, are on hiatus You know, because, you know, Q4, quarter four, and the holidays is just really busy for all of us pumping out all sorts of content and trying to catch all them cleans, honey. So people have been a little MIA, and I don't blame them, myself included. You may have noticed I've been posting a little less on the Instagrams just because it's just, it's a lot of work, you know? And I grew up in a time of, like, pay phones and you know, landlines and (laughs) no social media. So sometimes it's like, 
you know, just good to take a break for a minute. And it's okay to take that break. But before we get anywhere in the grand tradition of In Your Mouth on this January 12th, I would need to wish you happy National Marzipan Day. I used to not be a fan of marzipan, but it's good. It's good in the right circumstance. Marzipan is like an uh, is not like an almond paste. It it is an almond paste, and it's a delicacy and delicious, and just so good in the right circumstance. But for my birthday, all these people decided this year to send me cookies. There were so many cookies in this apartment that I'm sorry to say that I had to get rid of giveaway and maybe ended up in Le Garbage because this waistline is not looking... This dad bod is not looking cute. She needs to lose a few. And listen, I am proud of my curvy figure. (laughs) But at the same time, I do not have a new budget for new... I mean, I don't have a budget for new clothing, so... I just need my clothes to fit. I am happy with myself and my body. I I just needed to really like roll in and roll back the sugar and all the sweets. But oh, marzipan, mm, National Marzipan Day. Today's a really special day because it's a, like a triple day. It's also National Curried Chicken Day. I love a good curried chicken salad. Mmm, curry chicken salad, yes. <laughs> you can toss my curry chicken <laughs> salad. This is what happens when I when I lose internet and I have to scramble to throw a an episode together for y'all because I refuse to take a break. And it's the workaholic in me. Oh, curry chicken in general. Over the holidays or like late November, I made butter chicken meatballs different than curry chicken but I did throw a little yellow curry in there so maybe it was essence of Indian food um, and non-traditional obviously but it was so good Mm. curry curry is just so good on on these very cold days oh it's just so chilly I just want to, these are one of the days you just want to stay under the covers and, you know, cuddle with somebody. Um, and that somebody is my body pillow because ain't nobody knocking on my door. And oh my God, speaking of people knocking on my door and cuddling up with somebody, it's also National Glazed Donut Day. And honey, it's been a while since this donut has been glazed. <laughs> Oh, my God. How did we get from National Marzipan Day through National Curry Chicken Day into na- uh, National Glazed Donut Day? There's nothing like, though, um, a Krispy Kreme hot and ready, fresh off the conveyor belt. Ooh, back in the day, there used to be a Krispy Kreme on 23rd off of 8th Avenue in Chelsea. And me and my best friend, Michael Bragg, had our watches synced to when that hot and ready was, that hot and ready sign was lit. We'd go like multiple times a day, so much so that the staff knew us and would just give us the donuts. Well, we, we just never paid for donuts at some point. How, I mean, how we didn't gain weight, it was also because we were running around and out late and dancing all night. So that's how we didn't gain weight. But mm, just like a really good glazed donut, a little 
a little glaze on that donut. Mmm. Um, there's nothing like it, but that's not that's not going to be in my life for a few weeks at least. Oh my god, yes. Mmm. Mm. What a good day, though. What marzipan, curry chicken, glazed donuts. You know what? No matter what you celebrate, whether it is National Marzipan Day, curry chicken, or glazed donuts, I celebrate you on this very chilly day. And I am in full support of all these national holidays. And moving right along to this day in gay history. In 1981, the year of my birth on this day, premiering tonight on ABC. Oh, no, that's NBC. On ABC, Dynasty featuring gay character Stephen Carrington. Catfights and more shoulder pads than ever uh, was seen on TV. Oh, my God. I used to watch Dynasty with my mother. Oh, my God. I used to watch... What was the other one? There was Dynasty and... um, Oh, my God. I can't even remember what the name of it was now. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Oh, a shout out. A shout out to gay characters in 1981. That was huge. Very, very huge. Um, Also in 1977, the advocate reveals that the CIA has been collecting information on some 300,000 people who have been arrested in the U.S. for committing homosexual acts. Eek, eek, eek. 1977, the CIA was just all up in our business. Much like the CIA and Homeland Security was all up in Jen Shaw's business from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake for like weeks before they tracked her down at Beauty Lab. If you're if you're a Real Housewives fan. <laughs> also on this day in in the year 2000, the United Kingdom lifts its ban on lesbians and gay men serving in the armed forces. Folks, that was only 21 years ago. Oh my God, we we have come a long way and yet still have a long way to go. But what an interesting and semi-fun and good day, I guess, in, in gay history. It's a triple day once again, and I am here for it. Well, we are off to the races on this, the second week of January in 2021. And there has already, already been... A recall on ground beef and a ton of drama in the food world. And if you're not up and uh, uh, if you're not up and up on the news, uh, I am here to inform you of it. We're just going to start with some food news update, really, because I feel like it would be a little bit amiss if I didn't um, at least chat about it with y'all for a second. Uh, you may or may not have seen that the Washington Post. And now the other day, Today uh, Food, uh, today.com, in their food section, also picked this up, that uh, two women have accused food media site Feed Feed of racism and sexism in a lawsuit. A federal discrimination lawsuit has been filed against Feed Feed by a pair of former employees alleging race and gender discrimination and unequal pay. Did we really need to start the year off like this? You know, I mean, obviously these women have come forward and we believe this, I believe these women, absolutely. And more of this story needs, 
needs to come out and we are going to see what happens with it in court. But like, is it really that hard not to be terrible people? Maybe it's not because there are so many terrible people in the world as we have seen, you know? And and if you don't know what the feed feed is, it's a food media site, much like, um, you know, Tasty, BuzzFeed's Tasty or any any of the many others just pumping out content upon content, recipes and pretty food photos and whatnot. And these women have come out um, uh, with this allegation um, last Tuesday. Rachel Gurjara, a native of Mumbai, who says she worked for the Feed Feed for Feed Feed from 2018 to 2020, and Sahara Henry Bohoski, a black woman who says she worked there from 2018 to 2021, stated in their complaint that they were paid less than white employee than white employees, subjected to racist comments and retaliated against when they complained. They said in the complaint that the work environment became so emotionally distressing that they felt they had no option but to quit. The founders of Feed Feed, New York couple Dan and Julie Resnick, replied to the lawsuit, which was first reported by the Washington Post with a statement on Instagram. Um, This statement wasn't, in my opinion, was a little, I don't know, lackluster and and uh, I don't know I don't know but I just I I just don't know it wasn't in my opinion it wasn't what I would have done or how I would have responded but then again I am not them and um they ended with we are open open to continuing this discussion but then blocked all the comments on this Instagram post, so I don't I don't know how you're going to be open to a discussion that you're starting on Instagram without um, actually being open to the discussion. And this is just such this is a mess, y'all. This is a mess, and I felt the need to kind of bring it up and inform you all of it, just because uh, someone who's been on the podcast is part of this and has been accused of of saying and doing terrible things, allegedly. And it's just, you know, I don't believe in cancel culture for the most part. If you're really, if you're really a terrible person and you're, you know, like Robert Durst or somebody, yeah, like canceled all the way. I I do believe that, you know, people can change. And I certainly do believe in, in second chances as long as people are doing the work and it seems genuine and that is that is yet to be seen or we'll see what happens with it all. In a lengthy Instagram post uh, last Tuesday, Gurjar de- uh, detailed her time with Feed Feed, calling it one of the most traumatizing experiences of my life. And you can go find her and uh, Ms. Henry Bohoski um, on their ins- Instagrams and, and read all all of their posts and what they went went through. Um, she claims that she was paraded as the sole black diversity hire and tokenized for clout. And 
it, it I mean, this just goes on and on and and it's really terrible. It's really, really terrible. And I just don't understand. I, I just don't understand it. And I just don't understand why why people in this situation, like people of, you know, people in power find it really easy to be just to be terrible. And then what's the answer? What's the answer for change? And this is what why I'm saying what I said about cancel culture, because a long time ago, a bar here in New York, one of their managers made all these racist comments and whatnot and was promptly fired. But then there was this whole thing about, like, boycott the bar, boycott the bar, boycott the bar. And we all know that we, as LGBTQ people, have very few safe spaces. So my my stance was, why not have an open discussion and figure out a way uh, with our community leaders to, you know, foster change and and do the work with the owners of this bar and make the place a better and safer space as opposed to boycott it and shut it down and then lose one of our spaces who had in the past has done stuff for the community that it, you know, that it supports. You know what I mean? Ugh, this is such a mess. There are also... Uh, one of the complaints also states that the salary of one food editor who was white um, with n- no experience in the culinary in- industry started at $65,000. And Gurjar, who had attended culinary school and worked in the industry prior to joining Feed Feed, feed, feed was hired with as a social media coordinator for a salary of 50400 And the complaint says it took her two years to earn her white counterpart's salary. In the lawsuit, one Jake Cohen, who has been on this podcast, is accused of mocking Gurjar's accent. English is her second language. Screaming at Gurjar and Henry Bohoski across the room and forcing them to perform menial tasks like carrying out large bags of garbage down the stairs that were not part of their job description. Cohen, as we know, is a food influencer. He's been on the podcast with more than a million TikTok followers, responded in a statement to Today. Um, And uh, he went on to say, the claims made in this complaint do not reflect my true character, Cohen said. Many of of them did not occur and others have been distorted. During my time as an employee of FeedFeed, I tried to offer guidance, mentorship, flexibility, and a path for advancement to everyone I worked with. I am truly sorry for offensive comments I made, Cohen said in his statement. While nothing can take these words back, moving forward, I resolve to learn from my actions and take responsibility as I seek to be part of advancing equity in the food community. Um, the statement seems a little contradictory to me, but you know what? We will see what happens when they have their day in court, you know, and what comes to light and what the jury and the judge decide is is right and and false. And we will see. We will see. And if this is all true, I hope I hope that he does better. I hope I hope that he does better and 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 he has a very, very large audience. And I hope 
for his sake that, you know, that there is some time taken and some and some reflection and meditation and some work done to to change and do better, you know, because because he is part of the community and and if this is true and and he is just a terrible person by nature and I don't know him like that. He's only been on the podcast. Um then then eek eek y'all and and I just don't know what the answer is, but I do believe these these women and I I wish them well and justice and and uh, and good things moving forward in their careers because this can't be easy coming forward with with these allegations. This can't be easy for them as well in their careers because now they're also labeled as, you know, as vocal people in, in this community. And rightfully so, they you should be out there, you know, speaking against injustices and speaking against terrible people and whatnot. And so we will see what is to come. And I wish everybody healing at this time and... And justice, healing and justice. But this is cra- crazy. This is a crazy way to start the new year. And, and yeah. Um, but, you know, the girls are girling about. And there's drama afoot this, um, this second week of, of January. And I, could, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. And it's really interesting that right before the new year, food wife, my, my lesbian food wife, Chanley and I had dinner and we were talking about the food gaze that we all know and that we have all know and come to love. And then some that we we just don't know because or we don't necessarily love just because they're they haven't been the kindest or or haven't been people of their word that was our biggest problem actually there haven't they haven't been people of their word and it's all it's all smoke and mirrors and so and so once again here is a thing on a on a much higher scale is this really all smoke and mirrors you know um yeah eek y'all eek you know we need to start the new year with good things with good things Things, folks, you know, I am on I am on the path of, you know, eating better, eating better. I don't want to use the word diet and we're going and we're going to get to that. But I think now is a good time just to kind of pivot from the drama, from the the death of poor Bob Saget, who was America's dad, who we all knew and maybe loved and and uh, and move on to something a little lighter and a little bit more joyous. And something that you love and that I love. A little something I like to call. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy. Like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Food news update. Food news. Food news. Food news. Honey, you ain't ready, girl. Spill the tea. Food news update. 
York could be making to-go cocktails permanent. Yay! Well, as you all may or may not remember, that during the pandemic, when we were all stuck inside and then slowly opening up to kind of help the restaurant and hospitality industry, a lot of the states uh, that don't have to-go or open container laws changed that since we weren't allowed to go into restaurants at that time. And New York City is one of them and New York State is one of them. So they, they you know, lifted the ban on the open container law or changed it, I should say. And then right during last summer, with no warning at all, Governor Cuomo, former Governor Cuomo, um, just on a whim, uh, took that away, which was a big problem in the restaurant and hospitality industry because uh, all these restaurants and bars bought all this to-go stuff, all this to-go wear, straws, everything, and then had this surplus of it. And it was also more expensive because of supply chain issues. And then and then when it went away, they were all like, what are we going to do with all of this surplus that we have just in our stock? Which was kind of really shitty, if you ask me. Well, now Governor Hochul has made an announcement that um, she supports uh, permanent-to-go drinks in her State of the State address. She says, and this is from Food & Wine magazine, thank you, Food & Wine, for always keeping me up to date, not a sponsor. She went on to say, we're also going to do something um, our bars and restaurants have been asking for to once again allow the sale of to-go drinks, a critical revenue stream during the lean times last year. She was quoted as saying during her address in Albany. So cheers, New York, as she held up a glass of champagne. The move was immediately praised by industry groups. This is great news for New York's hard-hit hospitality industry. Restaurants have a very challenging road ahead with the lingering pandemic and staffing shortages, said Lisa Hawkins, vice president for public affairs with the Distilled Spirits Council. Um, 16 states plus the District of Columbia have made cocktails to go permanent, and 15 states have passed legislation to extend the measure long term. Legislators in these states have been extremely receptive to cocktails to go because they recognize that restaurants help boost jobs and tourism and generate important tax revenue for the state. So, yeah, this is great, folks. Um, The only issue I see are, you know, I I don't love the mess that is a SantaCon or a St. Patrick's Day, but you know, once people get over the initial the initial party in the streets, you know, once it goes, what if it gets passed, uh, because we do have to wait um, for final approval uh, from state legislature. But uh, once people get over that, I think it'll calm down and it'll just be like whatever, like let's grab a to-go cocktail and go by the water or, you know, let's have a drink in the park and Hopefully not be so messy. I am absolutely here for this. And cheers to Governor Hochul for 
trying to bring this back and helping the restaurant industry. Because as you may or may not know, I have been 23 years on and off in this business. And it's, you know, I, I support them and I see, I saw how much this could help, you know, and I like it. I I like it, and I am here for it. There is no such thing as a hangover cure, new research says. A systematic review scrutinized 21 supposed treatments for hangovers. Boo! Oh, my goodness, right? And just in time for uh, dry January, if y'all are participating in dry January... You know, time to figure out a new game plan if there is actually no cure for a hangover. New research out of the United Kingdom found no convincing evidence that any of the purported hangover cures out there actually work. A team of four British doctors and professors completed a systematic review of 21 existing studies, each of which was a placebo-controlled randomized trial of a different type of potential hangover cure. The list included simple natural cures like curcumin, clove extract, red ginseng, Korean pear juice, prickly pear, and artichoke extract, and less familiar compounds like the anti-inflammatory lexaprofen and the sedative chlormethorizole. It included (laughs) branded cures like rapid recovery and morning fit. Now, wait a freaking minute. (laughs) How many of you out there woke up after your hangover and was like, oh, my God, I, oh, my God, I just need, I just need my, like, curcumin and clove extract and this headache and nausea will totally go away. (laughs) Or or who's like, babe, babe, I'm so, like, hungover. Can you, like, bring me some pear juice and, like, some prickly pear slices? I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. Listen, I'm about to get all of this in my house if this actually is a thing that people are doing somewhere in the world. I mean, or maybe not because allegedly none of this works. Of course it doesn't work. If you are from New York and New York City proper, we all know that an Alka-Seltzer... Yep, an Alka-Seltzer and a greasy bacon, egg, and cheese, the good one from the bodega, right? With a salt, pepper, ketchup, or salt, pepper, hot sauce. That is the ultimate hangover cure, hands down. And maybe a shot of tequila. <laughs> what? 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 In the end, though, some of these treatments did show statistically significant improvements in hangover symptoms, the authors concluded only very low quality evidence of efficacy is available to recommend any pharmacologically active intervention for the treatment or prevention of alcohol-induced hangover. And certainly nothing they looked at could be described as a full-blown cure. Well, of course not! Oh, my God. Amateurs. These people probably don't even drink. 
everybody knows you need something greasy. You need a Tylenol. You need some Pedialyte. Yeah, some Pedialyte or coconut water. I mean, no. No. <laughs> nope. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, clove extract, tolfen. What is this? Clove extract, tolfenamic acid, currently used as a migraine treatment, treatment, and pyrithinol, a semi-synthetic analog of vitamin B6, um, were options were which were said to warrant further study. Do we need some of this in the house? How do you even get this? Like, <laughs> do I need to go to the doctor and get like uh, a prescription for tolfenamic acid or pyrithinol? I I don't know. I am not. I am certainly not here for this <laughs> at all. And let it be known that uh, some Pedialyte is always in my fridge. Some Alka-Seltzer is always in my bag. And a greasy bacon, egg, and cheese is it. I am not a doctor, but I love to play one on this podcast. And last but not least, Martha Stewart Fully Immersive Las Vegas Restaurant is set to open this spring. Stewart's first ever restaurant concept will bring the atmosphere of her Bedford, New York farmhouse to the Paris, Las Vegas. Now, am I the only one who didn't know Martha Stewart never had a restaurant? I, I I was surprised. I was like, how does bitch never have a restaurant before? She's Martha Stewart. I mean, she's been to jail and back, and she hasn't had a restaurant. She's had a line of crafts. She's had a line of cookware. She's had, uh, she's had almost everything. So I'm really, really surprised that it took her this long to have a restaurant. Apparently... Um, she had a cafe, but apparently it's it's been re- relegated to definitely not a restaurant status after um, this restaurant announcement. Um, so this is a 194-seat eatery, which is reportedly described as her first restaurant ever. And it's slated to open in the spring at the Paris. Interesting, interesting. Very, very interesting. Our menu will be delicious, depicting the very same kinds of foods I serve my friends and family. The architecture and decoration of the spaces cleverly exemplify the beauty and atmosphere you might find at my beautiful farm in Bedford, New York. Dining at the Bedford will be fully immersive, fun, unexpected, and utterly delectable. How, how will it be unexpected, Martha? <laughs> will you be pumping will you be pumping marijuana through the vents so like we all have that feel good um like like and that feel good like feeling that you and Snoop have when you cook together on television that actually was my favorite version of Martha Stewart her and Snoop were like the best because she was high as fuck all the time <laughs> Oh, my 
my God. Signature menu items will be sourced from local purveyors and selections from Martha's, Martha's personal favorites, including the likes of Las Vegas Farmer's Market, Tartanian, uh, Urbani Truffles, Rogue Caviar, Frog Hollow Farm, Jasper Hill Farm, and Vermont Creamery. All right. This already sounds like a place that I can't afford to eat, but I bet you it's going to be delicious because Martha Stewart, if this is anything like anything else she's put out, Martha Stewart has her pinky toe in every last detail, and it's the it's the Barbara Streisand effect. She's not going to let something get put out that's crappy or shitty or anything, and I'm here for it. I'm absolutely here for it. Did you all know that I went to high school in Manhattan, in Chelsea, at Xavier High School, all-boy Jesuit uh, military school, JROTC, and it and Martha Stewart was the homecoming queen. How do you ask that she was the homecoming queen? Um, well, the guys from Xavier High School, the all-boy high school, would go to sister schools to, like, find their dates and whatnot, and Martha Stewart being from New York. One of the guys found her, right? She was a model. I don't know if she was a model back then, but maybe this was right at the beginning of that, but she was homecoming queen of my high school. Well, congrats, Martha Stewart, on the opening of your restaurant and always being fab. You will always be an icon, a legend, and a queen. And with that, I think that's a great way to end Food News Update! (laughs) Oh, the ridiculousness of it all. I guess it's been a full Food News episode, starting with the drama at Feed Feed, and oh my god, what's 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 gonna happen, y'all? What's gonna happen? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still, you know, it just hurts my heart. It really does. It hurts. It really, really hurts my heart for these women. You know, I, uh, ugh. Ugh, I'm stuck. I've been stuck all week on it, y'all. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I just I just hate terrible things happening to terrible people. And I hate I hate the fact that, you know, people who I've come in contact with or whatnot maybe maybe are perhaps allegedly are terrible people. You know, I hope for change. You know, I'm just really stuck on it. And, you know, uh, uh, something else I'm stuck on because I need to move forward is, you know, getting back in shape. I realized I haven't been on a treadmill since May or like run since May. And, you know, um, I think there was a report, was it last week, week before, about Gen Zers getting rid of the word diet. And I'm, I, I myself am getting rid of the word diet. It's all protein and vegetables from here on out. And exercise and just, you know, eating healthier and making better choices for the body that I'm in and not paying attention to the numbers and, and being kinder to ourselves, saying nicer things about ourselves, not, not starting the day with, ugh, I'm so fat or, ugh, like I need to diet or, ugh, like, you know, like positive affirmations. Because I think I think the things we say say to ourselves subconsciously and consciously, and I'm one of these old women that is out on the streets talking to themselves um, these days. I catch myself talking to myself all the time. Um, I'm talking to myself here on this podcast. Oh, my God. Um, but really, like, consciously making an effort to stop subconsciously and consciously, um, you know, 
uh, vocally saying thing, saying negative things about myself and about my body and, uh, you know, and about my mental health. You know, it's going to be hard, but I'm I'm here for it. And yeah, I'm here for good things in the future. You know, I've already been in front of the camera once and I hope I hope that continues for the year. Um, I'm just trying to figure out next steps, next steps for this podcast, next steps for for my culinary journey, next steps for the Instagram. And it's a lot of work. It's a it's a whole other job, you know. And for those of you out there figuring out next steps, I'm with you. I am with you and I support you. And it's all we can do, right? Is support each other and be an ear and and be good people. Be good people. It's not that hard to be good. We all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. We are we are all human. We all make mistakes. Um, I'm certainly not defending anybody, but um, we all make mistakes. And and there's always room for change. There's always room for change. I'm sure I've said something stupid. Stick myself. I stick my foot in my mouth all the all the time on this podcast. I'm sure of it. Right, but uh, I, I'm someone who tries to live my life as good as I can possibly be, uh, as good as I possibly can, you know. And so, this is a concept that, like, just this maybe that's why I'm stuck on it, right? Because <laughs> it's just a concept that, like, I just can't wrap my head around. Um, and other than that, I just wish good things for y'all in the new year. And as always, I thank you for always continuing to support me and listen to me. I know you're out there and I'm and I'm going to be here begging you to write to me, to write to me, to support me. Um, I still have a crap ton of stickers here. If you want a sticker, I will mail one to you free of charge. I will spend the 33 cents, honey, and mail it to you uh, just for the support, just to start the dialogue. And... And, you know, get to know you all out there because I know you listen and I thank you for your support. Spotify, once again, has has instilled a rating system. So if you listen out there on Spotify, rate and review. Uh, people are A ton of people are listening via Pandora. So if you're listening to me via Pandora, thank you so much. I thought I was the only one who um, still uses Pandora. The Nancy Wilson radio station and the Pride Party radio station. Nancy Wilson for the mornings. Pride party when you don't know what to play, but like, and you don't want to think about it and you need to get ready or you just want like a little turn up in the house. Delicious. Absolutely delicious. Um, yeah. So if you're listening to me on Pandora, I, I thank you and thank, shout out to Pandora for thrusting me forward as well. And yeah. And yeah, no matter how you listen to me, I'm always humbled by the fact that you're out there and supporting me and supporting every step of the journey I take. And with that, um, thanks for supporting me and my technical woes this week. And hopefully I'll be back next week with a fabulous guest because I miss talking to people and my food guests. And all I have to say with that is, as always, Thank you for listening to In Yo Mouth.